0: Blah. That was gross, dude. Thanks, man. That's fucking disgusting, dude.
1: Dude, thanks, dog.
0: Did you have a bowel movement
1: this morning? I had two bowel movements
0: this morning, <sighs> dude. Are you are you an encore pooper? Is that no. like a thing for you? Like you normally have to go twice? No, Oh, See, I <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're usually just one and done. It's all just a, a grand. one I mean, I'll one shoot, performance. I'll shoot like four times a day sometimes. Yeah, but. Not, like, repeatedly after each other.
0: You don't, like, finish up, think you're done, and then get, like, 10 feet from the toilet, and you're like, oh, here comes round two. You no, know, and it doesn't rope, rope-a-dope
1: you. That's typically whenever I piss sitting down. <laughs> like, while shitting, I'll piss, and then I'll get up, and I'll be walking around, and then I'll be like, "Nope, now that my body's elongated <laughs> and my bladder is in a normal shape, I need to piss again. So I'll go and piss. You don't think it's like the, the poop like blocking the, the piss lines? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. clogging traffic. <laughs> it's just applying pressure to my piss lines, my piss cords. <laughs> we are medical professionals. <laughs> you know how the piss cords come up from the balls, but it has to loop around through the anus first. And sometimes when the butt is clenching that poop, you can't... It, it just like it's like stopping a water hose. It's like you know you <laughs> just got a full load pressed against the water water hose, and and you think you're done pissing.
0: Is this what our fucking semen has to deal with? It's just like <laughs> caught behind a line, just like can we go? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how does semen work? <laughs> oh, they have their own surface lines, you know? yeah. But like. You just gotta shake it out, or what? That's what. You, <laughs> that's why you gotta hump and jack off is because you gotta shake all the semen out.
0: It's like when we get a boner, all the pee leaves our balls, and it's replaced by semen. You yeah. Know? So besides, that, isn't it?
1: <laughs> isn't it fucked up that like in order to like reproduce, it, it has to feel so good? Like, <laughs> that's
0: why something. Why for some men, it just feels that good, that fast, It's that easy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, dude. That guy, that guy comes at least forty times a day. He like lives at a sperm bank.
1: That's him Done. Running, That's him running <laughs> to the bathroom to go. Come. That's gross. <laughs> he just—he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I need come right now. That's the nurse in the corner applauding him for finally getting there. God damn it. It's fucked up. It's fucked up? It's fucked up. No, it's not plugged in anymore. Perfect.
0: <laughs> I wish so badly this would be coming out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start over. All right? Quiet on set.
1: Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince.
0: Here's Gorlami. The watchers, the watchers. Watch. Oh.
1: The watchers. The watchers. The watchers. The watchers, the watchers. You are a child plaything. You are a sad, strange little man. watchers, the watchers. We did it. <laughs> we accomplished the impossible mission. The fucking highly improbable ass mission. Hey guys, welcome back to... Who watches the Watchers? Um, welcome back, Kenneth. Hey, what's going on, man? My name is Kenny. Yeah, my name is not Kenny. What the hell is your name,
0: dude? Timmy, if my um, name, if, if my full name is Kenneth, what would your full name be? Timoth. like <laughs> Ionathan, Ionathan, <laughs> Ionathan, Ionathan, <laughs> e-
1: I N uh, I. I don't know. E N Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fancy, dude. Dude, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome to the, back. We did it. We accomplished Welcome. the impossible. We did the we did Mission Impossible, dude. And it, it felt impossible. Dude, 1996. Thomas. We fucking we finally did it.
0: I finally fucking did it, dude.
1: Kenny, I don't know if you know, but we fucking did it.
0: <laughs> we fucking, to bed. I fucking finally did it, dude. And fucking, uh, this movies existed pretty much my entire life, and I've never bothered to watch a single one of them. So, yeah, I, th- I mean, I've seen Nothing a lot goes. of iconic scenes and you know things from them, but I'd never taking the time to actually sit down and watch any of these movies. So, where do you have to start but the very beginning? So, here yeah. we
1: are. From 1996, we watched Mission Impossible. i would never seen this movie either. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a big surprise to me. Yeah. Uh. Um, Fucking, the, uh, Emilio Estevez is in this movie and he's not credited. <laughs> really? Yeah. At all? Yeah, he's uncredited. Isn't that crazy? That's random. Are like you... why wouldn't they credit him? <laughs> he, he's in the movie, like he's a big fake out. But like they just didn't credit him. I'm trying to find him now, and I yeah,
0: and it's, he's literally not there. Yeah, they he's don't care. Here, Emilio Estevez, right? he Jack
1: Harmon, uncredited. Yeah. I wonder if that had to do with something. I wonder, you know, I'm sure people know better than we do, but I wonder if like the first crew, like all these people, were like playing characters from the original TV show and this movie like upended it by killing them all off. Yeah. And so then we're like it's it leaves the viewer like that was Emilio Estevez from Mighty Ducks and yeah. from the Breakfast Club and all that shit. He dead like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's not credited. <laughs> yeah. He's basically just a cameo at the yeah. beginning of the movie. And then now it's just like what the fuck is going to happen for the rest of this movie? Uh, and it, it kinda it kinda worked on me. And I mean, like, obviously John Voigt's the the only yeah. probable bad guy in this
0: movie. Uh, yeah, I was actually I was like, John Voigt only likes to play shitty people. Why is he the <laughs> leader of this team right now? That doesn't make any sense. And sure enough, <laughs> big surprise. He's like, You wanna say an Anaconda? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Amelia Estevez genuinely surprised me at the very beginning too, because I exactly was like, he's not in these movies, right? Like that was my first reaction. I was like, but he's basically playing kind of like a Simon Pegg, who I know later is obviously goes on to be in basically the rest of them, right? Yeah. Um, he's kind of playing that character's part. So I was just very... Confused at what was going on when we got initially introduced to that team.
1: Yeah, um, I, when yeah, when he was in this movie, I was like, "Oh, he gonna die." But it was a
0: shocking beginning to me. I exactly for them to just wipe out the entire team. Where I was like, "Okay, maybe this movie was just a, like I started to think like maybe this movie's just a standalone." You know, where they didn't know they were going to go on to make a whole franchise of these. Oh you know, yeah, for it's sure. Like, it's like the Fast and the Furious thing, where the first one's yeah. vastly different than everything that came mm-hmm. after it. You know? well
1: the next two are different yeah. and then from four on they're the all the fucking same yeah, yeah. Uh, i think
0: that's kind of the same thing with mission impossible though isn't it like they get no that's what i'm literally of, talking about mission you know, impossible yeah. <laughs> you thought i was talking about faster furious yeah <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so they get a little generic after a while
1: well i don't i wouldn't call them generic i would just say they finally find the tone that they want to stick with stick with yes because. This one's directed by Brian De Palma, mm-hmm. who I think did Carrie. I I don't really, I know he's a prolific director, but I, I don't really know a lot of his movies. Yeah. I mean, he did no Mission to Mars, which we almost did with Paul Damien. We did Carlito's Way. I he know, did Carlito's it. Way. He did The Untouchables. Like okay. So
0: yeah. So he's got quite the, he's a face. I was like, I knew there was something that I,
1: you know, um, that he, he did had done carry. that was like the thing. Yeah. Carrie's the thing. No. <laughs> Dude. Carrie's more like the thing than Scarface, Scarface. Bro. Scarface, though. Oh, I've no. never seen either of
0: those movies, so I can't act like I have a camp <laughs> in either of them. <laughs>
1: uh, Carrie's just about a little girl, dude. Dude, he did the music video for Frankie Goes to Hollywood. That's pretty cool. Relax, don't do I,
0: it. I actually love that there's so many big directors that just have a lot of crazy music videos that they've also directed. I, you would think those would be completely different yeah uh, like worlds that those are kind of those happening and obviously not you know yeah got yeah, freaking sofia coppola making music videos and i think like commercials all,
1: like every good director does not at like, least one david fincher does a thousand music videos fucking what's his face uh the guy that did uh <clears throat> magnolia and um any oh Paul, advice? yeah,
0: Paul Thomas, yeah. Paul uh
1: WS Thomas Anderson. Yeah, he does like a thousand music videos. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, Brian De Palma does this first Mission Impossible movie and it it's from 1996 and it does feel like an like an older movie. This feels yeah. like a up until like they start doing like the big like helicopter chase and everything mm-hmm. like that. It feels kind of like an 80s movie yeah. or even like a 70s movie.
0: Absolutely and what really surprised me about it is that is the, what this movie kind of is about you know I I expected like Mission Impossible like you know this is your mission kind of shit and this is really basically a murder mystery yeah. disguised as an espionage story you know
1: yeah cause like the whole <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really strange because like you think about mission impossible you're like okay he's like some sort of secret agent that does these things for the government exactly and then this one's like actually no the government fucking hates him and he's actually willing to backstab the government just to get back at the guy who murdered his whole crew
0: see like I did not expect that in the first movie that yeah. this,
1: this character's in like oh no
0: Ethan Hunt's bad guy episode one according yeah. to the government <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, So that was genuinely a huge shock to me that it's this whole thing where he is essentially just trying to uh, clear his own name, Mm -hmm. you know, of all of these murders the entire time. And there's like hardly any action in this movie, like in a good way, though, Yeah. where they're like Tom Cruise does not fight anybody, really, this entire film until the very end. And it's not even like a fist fight or anything like that. Yeah. He doesn't fire a gun. You know, like there's so much that I expected that to be in this film that mm-hmm. wasn't there. And I don't think it's lesser for that, but it was just very interesting to see how this film could operate without like what would be these like very typical action need tropes, yeah, you know, for sure to have like the big shootout scene. It didn't even really have a car chase scene. And I know these movies go on to be famous for their car chases, you
1: know? Um. Yeah, I mean, this is like. Uh, this is kind of like what if uh, like. James Bond was young and cool as fuck, yeah, that's kind of like what it is, and now nowadays, James Bond is younger and cooler than <laughs> than Tom <laughs> Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> it's weird especially when you look at someone like John Voight in this movie uh-huh. who is younger than Tom Cruise is currently in the new Mission Impossible movies but he still
0: somehow looks like he could be Tom Cruise's current grandpa <laughs>
1: no I'm I'm just saying like yeah <laughs> but no like John Voight in this movie is yeah. younger than Tom Cruise currently is playing yeah. Ethan Hunt as you know this spry action hero in these new Mission Impossible movies I
0: would love to have seen John Voight having to do some crazy ass Stunts in this movie more.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, we also have Ving Rames in this movie who's in most of the Mission Impossible. Yeah, and Jean Reno, which was a surprise to me. I well, like... Jean Reno is not in, he's only in this one. I'm just saying Ving Rames oh, is. Oh, continues to be on yes. in them? Oh, that, that's okay. what I was saying. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I don't listen sometimes. But oh, yeah. yeah, look at that Dead Reckoning 1, his most recent
1: work. Yeah, he's in most of them. I think I, he might not be in the third one. I didn't know that guy was still acting. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bro.
0: Well, I thought he i thought he cashed in on Pulp Fiction and was like, I'm good. I made <laughs> I the movie know. I needed to. Dude,
1: isn't he in Piranha? Isn't there the part? Or he's in... Oh, isn't he also in um, Zack Snyder's... The Evil... Not the Evil Dead. The fucking...
0: Oh, uh, Man of
1: Steel. Uh, Donna, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Is that what that fucking movie's called? His oh, in, I in know what you're movie? talking about.
0: I haven't seen that movie, but the yeah, the whatever the zombie movie was. Yeah, but he's in
1: Piranha 3D. Hell yeah! He's also let's see. He's so in he kind of like I was gonna say he kind of like. So yeah, he's in Piranha 3D. That's the one with uh, Adam Scott. He obviously kind of likes not great scary movies. Yeah. Oh, Have wow. you seen this movie?
0: Uh. I movie didn't realize good. that movie had such big actors in it.
1: I'm pretty sure Adam Scott's in this. Yeah, movie. Adam yeah,
0: Scott's right there. Like Novak.
1: Yeah, I like this movie, Piranha 3D. It's like a, a revival of the Piranha movies from the 80s, or Jaws. Yeah, or just tiny <laughs> a thousand tiny jaws. I guess he's not. <laughs> That's what they should have called it. <laughs> a thousand tiny, tiny jaws. jaws. <laughs> I guess he's not in that Dawn of the Dead movie. Weird. Anyways,
0: Ving Rams is awesome. Ving Rams is awesome. He's awesome in this movie,
1: and I love that he's a big dude, but he plays the tech guy. Yeah, he's the the man in the chair in the yeah. whole
0: movie. And I agree. I thought that was fucking awesome. And we obviously get yeah Jean Reno as the as more of like the muscle, you know.
1: Yeah, he's like a wild card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's they the don't wild card, yeah. They don't really say. I love that they kind of reveal that like Jean Reno is is related to like. Claire is the one that brought him in. Is that her name? Yeah. Well, Emmanuel, yeah, is the actress. And then Claire is the... Yeah, the the character. character. The character. But she's the one that brought him in. But they don't say that right away. So when he's just sitting there with Ving Rhames, you're like, oh, these two guys know each other? They're yeah. like... they're I guess they're just like uh, professional criminals or something.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh... There's a lot the movie moves at such a pace that exactly I feel like things sometimes get kind of explained after the fact, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was hilarious that we kind of meet the whole dynamic and then you know they're picking on Claire about the coffee and John voids like, "Hey, don't make fun of my wife's coffee." And that's basically the only indication that those two were married almost throughout the entire film until yeah. the very end.
1: <laughs> They do say it towards the beginning of the movie, but yeah, yeah. that's the second time they say it until the ending, yeah. yeah. It, like, does not...
0: There, there's, like, nothing of a connection between them, basically, just besides verbal, you know, cues that, like, oh, I guess they we're supposed to yeah. know these two are married. They don't act like it, and they're not even at the end of the movie when, you know, things are all coming to the conclusion Do I feel like, oh, these are, these are two people who are on the same side this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really feel like that.
1: But, yeah, this movie is obviously... Extremely influ- influential when it comes to like lasers being involved mm-hmm. into breaking into a place and like stark white rooms that you need to break that the vault is in. You know what I mean? Because like Charlie's Angels and like the the movies of Charlie's Angels it would and, go on
0: to take all these
1: things. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and utilize and them constantly. Even uh, fucking Ocean's Eleven Dude. does the laser shit. You know what I mean? Dude, like Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
0: Reverse trope. The lasers kill you. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> But I just thought it was so funny that when they're breaking into that fucking like tech vault mm-hmm. room, it's like, why don't I just put like one camera in there? Yeah. <laughs> like What's wrong? I, I don't know if they said like why they can't have one fucking camera in but there. But all
0: this insane security yeah. and no cameras.
1: <laughs> they, imagine you could have all of that same shit and just one, one camera. camera. <laughs>
0: Because then you could at least know what happened when all your shit fails, you know. <laughs> so funny. Um, I, what I love about that is that it's from the the production designer that did like the Alien movies, at least oh, Alien okay. One, and so that's why that room looks like something like a, straight out of the like a dome, the Nostradamus. Like, yeah, yeah. is because it's literally like. Uh, lit and designed in that very same kind of like pale white way that's cool that's like the coolest I mean it's obviously the most iconic scene from this movie I feel like but it was still so much fun to actually get to feel the tension of what is going on and actually get to experience it, you know? I love that part where for some reason Tom Cruise does like a ballerina move and has to like get his foot onto the thing, but he doesn't really do anything with it. He like literally gets his foot on and then immediately jumps back and like gets on his hands. So I feel like that was almost just like them showing off that he could do like this weird body stuff. (laughs) He like did it just to I think plug in the AC controlling device, but I feel like he could have easily just leaned forward and done that from the the prior position
1: but i maybe it was just out of reach of his arms and mm-hmm. he didn't want to swing back and forth so he needed the length of his leg to catch it i guess cuz then yeah i guess he just lowers himself down from there grabs onto it with his hands and then brings his foot back around he's a little man he's
0: got you know <laughs> his, his arm reach ain't that great yeah <laughs> you know unlike collateral he did not feel small to me in this film
1: like he, he i thought so whenever he's in like his um His disguises, Mm -hmm. like his old man disguises, I'm like, oh, that's just a feeble little old man. (laughs) Like he looked like a little man to me, and he is
0: physically smaller in this film. Like, especially like the part where he's like on the computer trying to find Job, and he's just in like the the undershirt. Like I was like, God, look how small his arms look in that crazy military haircut. It's like a weird, yeah, iteration of Tom Cruise. Knowing this came what like after Legend, obviously, and things like that. Where yeah, for sure, like long, beautiful, gorgeous locks. They were like now cut it off and give him fucking mini guile
1: yeah i mean he's got to be he's got to be an agent he's got to look the part but yeah you're right like nowadays he has yeah, he's got those, way more hair he's got
0: he's got some locks you know <laughs> ethan's just toned it down a little bit you know yeah
1: well i mean mission impossible 2 he has the longest hair possible
0: <laughs> that's so because you always got to be cooler in the sequel dude yeah, so I've never seen any of these movies, so I definitely haven't seen Mission Impossible 2. But I I mean, I feel like it's maybe the more... You know, same thing, it's like the one that's kind of more popular.
1: Um, I wouldn't say that. I know that people don't really like Mission Impossible 2 and it's because it's fucking loco. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Have you seen Mission Impossible 2? No, I've seen parts of it. I've seen parts of three... And I've seen four. I've seen yeah. Those are the only things of Mission Impossible I've seen because four is Ghost Protocol. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I've Mission... seen that scene. Isn't that the beginning of two? Like I'm... where he's like climbing the. I guess so. I think it's like most of the movie is him in the <laughs> fucking Grand Canyon or whatever. <laughs> just climbing. Yeah, like this movie has always just been like a like a sepia tone with motorcycles in the Grand Canyon.
0: I mean, even just seeing this, the tone looks so insanely different yeah. than what we just got from Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 1 has an intro credit scene. Like I've never seen a movie that actually had like f- besides I guess the Jane classic James Bond's films and stuff but they're still not compilations of shots from the movie we're about to see and this oh, movie yeah. actually had that you know mm-hmm. it wasn't like hard credits where it was like visuals to just pay attention to it was literally footage of the yeah. actors and characters we were going to go on to watch it was like the co- tv show compiled and i've never seen a feature-length film that had tv show credits kind of like that it genuinely <laughs> the blew the me away yeah it genuinely i was just like this movie has fucking credits <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, um, couldn't believe it. Yeah. Pretty pretty wacko. But yeah, I mean this is Jean Renault after Leon the Professional. This is uh This is Jean Voigt before the snakes, right? Yeah, is, yeah exactly. <laughs> Almost but at the exact same time. Is this post Heat? It has to be, right? Cause when did Heat come out? Or did Heat come out in like nineteen ninety nine? No. Yeah, he, no, he, he was, came out in nineteen ninety five, right? Yeah, I think it was ninety five. Let's see. When did Heat come out? Oh, you were almost there. Yeah, 1995, right there. <laughs> um, the Heat came out today,
0: dude. You've, you've been outside? Yeah, it's pretty. Oof. It's pretty hot out. There.
1: Oof! But like, this movie looks older than Heat Seven came out in 1995. This movie looks way older than Seven. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: It's it's, it's weird. A, is it a style? You think it's a stylization I choice? Think it's Brian De Palma. I think it's yeah. just an old man who
0: wanted to have an older looking film.
1: And maybe he was, like, pulling influence from the 60s show.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, I feel like this movie probably more than the rest would, you know, for yeah. reasons exactly. Like I just said, it it, it feels almost like a TV show, com- you know, stretched out into a two-hour-long film, you know?
1: But, like, the, the room where they go in and break into with the supercomputer or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it is, or just the database for whatever the knock list is. Like did you catch what that list does?
0: Yeah, it's just this, it's the names of all of the undercover agents. Uh-huh. So if you could, if they got it, they could sell it to people who would want that information uh, to be able yeah. to go and like assassinate their, you know, their potential enemies, you know. So it's just like information that they don't want to get leaked because it risks the lives of a lot of agents, yeah. Okay. Including Tom Cruise and his entire team who were, would also all be on that list, you know. Yeah,
1: that's a good call. Um But anyway, yeah, they have to get the knock list out of that room. That room looks, it doesn't look old. No. It looks cool. It looks like modern to the age. And they they like obviously did all this set design. They have like more modern clothing on. It's just this movie, it kind of feels old. Like, it it feels older than 1996 to me. And especially the beginning part
0: and even kind of the ending parts where exactly the middle where they're, like, in Langley in America is, like, so... It's, like, the middle of the day and it's so lit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it feels exactly more modern it doesn't you know but like the whole beginning of the movie is in like this old is in Prague, mm-hmm. which is like old england you know and our old europe yeah um and so everything just feels old like the visuals are older but then i agree with you like it's like it's almost like the cinematography makes everything feel like I think it's, it's the a, lighting too like it's a, a fucking uh, and yeah the lighting like when like it makes it look noir when they're down by the water and stuff, and yeah. everything's lit blue except for the characters, yeah, which you know are very contrasted against it. It, yeah, exactly, and it feels much more like an old timey spy thriller or something. And as soon as we like leave that part and go into the American part, I'm like, okay, now this feels like a movie out of the '90s or something. You know, like look at this. There's look such at this a tonal Yeah, look shot at that
1: that we're looking at. That looks if That you,
0: looks like a soap opera from the 60s. I was about to say if you told me that was from like something from like 1975 I'd be like, "Oh, that makes sense." You know. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: <laughs> a very shadowy like wall. Tom Cruise is is with uh the one of his Sarah, I think it was the character's oh, okay. name at least, yeah. And they they just got done setting up the the fucking camera mm-hmm. to watch the computer and they're outside by a docking station and it looks like this looks like an old noir like like, espionage film. And I just... It's so weird to me that the movie quickly changes tone when then he's, like, betrayed and he, he mm-hmm. like... Has to he,
0: jump out of Fishtown, yeah? Yeah.
1: Well, then, like, then he goes and he meets up with Max and he's like, I need all this money, I'll get you the list or whatever, I'm willing to betray the...
0: Yeah, he's like, fuck it, they think I'm a traitor, I'll do it.
1: Yeah. And so he's willing to betray the CIA or whoever he works for. And that feels like a James Bond that feels like a Pierce Brosnan and James Bond movie when they're in that scene and then it keeps moving on and it it, it eventually feels like speed at the end of the movie when there's a helicopter inside of a fucking tunnel and it's like this movie it's almost like it's it went from the 60s and caught up to the 90s. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. This is a time traveling movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, every scene feels like it just got more and more modern as it went along.
0: Yeah. Not to jump all the way to the end, but I could not believe the helicopter made it into the tunnel. I yeah. was convinced Jean Renault was just going to smash into the wall and yeah. die. And then it was going to be like, uh, once again, I was just waiting for a fist fight the entire movie yeah. that just never came. You know, I know there's one with Henry Cav- Cavill and a later one that's like, yeah epic you know and i'm like so i was just waiting for any of those elements to show up in this film and they just never do <laughs>
1: yeah i feel like those movies are just catching up yeah. to the modern times that they're in like we Im- we need to be more fast we need to be more furious you know <laughs> mission impossible 2 comes out when 2002 or something like that
0: bro i don't fucking know 2000, 2004 years later,
1: that looks like 2000 mission impossible 3 the jj abrams one that one comes out 2006. That looks 2006. Yeah, look it. it looks like fucking Minority Report or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like all of these movies, they just look like the era they came out with. Like 2011 for Ghost Protocol. Especially just the the, 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 the
0: posters. Yeah. Like, I mean, even just by the poster, it's like, oh, yeah, this looks like now a late 2000s action film. This looks like the remake of Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And just, it's kind of crazy that all of these movies, is that the new, no, the newest one is, this is Rogue Nation came out 2015 and then it goes Fallout, I'm pretty sure, which is 2018, yeah, 2018, and now we're on Dead Reckoning Part 1, and that's, you know, 2023. But yeah, from, from, I guess, Ghost Protocol on, they kind of all look and feel the same. Yeah. Yeah like it does it has it doesn't look like it's evolved in between which is interesting that might be an interesting thing to say about media today
0: yeah it's stagnated a little bit
1: it kind of has yeah. right like everything I, I hate to be a hack and say everything feels the same but it's like where is the next evolution
0: yeah blame it on the algorithm bro which is like oh this is what they like let's just keep pumping this this formula yeah. because it works you know
1: cuz I feel like, uh, what's his name, Cameron? James Cameron is trying to make the next evolution with Avatar and shit like that. And I think an old man can't do it. I think he could have if he was a young man and people were more impressed by what he was able to accomplish not having a name for himself Mm -hmm. already. But because I think he's an old man and he's obsessed with these blue people and it's all just (laughs) CGI, which doesn't, no no one's ready to just admit like, okay, movies just look like CGI now. Yeah. We can't accept that this is the next stage of, of movie making, especially because you watch Avatar 2 and it has every beat that a movie needs yeah. and it has it like 20 times yeah. you know what i mean like that movie's so fucking long it's like moby dick we're in the middle of the movie we explain to you how the whales work yeah. you know what like I mean? let's slow down let's talk about whales yeah <laughs> Um no but I think
0: you're kind of right and I feel like James Cameron being if, ironically being an older man is the only one who seems to be looking forward into the future of cinema where I feel like a lot of these younger directors are looking backwards to what used to work you know what yeah. I mean they're like let's go back to the olden times when things worked in that way because that's what I grew up and liked you know Yeah um but if James Cameron's the only one who seems to be like Computers are what's taking over the world. We need to lean into that. You know what I mean? If every movie's going to have CGI, it might as well have the best fucking CGI you can possibly put into it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where is that? When will we have the next stage of like when is our when is our next matrix?
0: Probably Marvel phase seven or something, you know?
1: <laughs> Which one are we in now? Five? I don't four, know. Four. Sixty nine. Phase seven. Right now. I don't know what phase this is. <laughs> I phased out a while ago. <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. Because like, yeah, I mean these you, this is a per- Mission Impossible is a perfect ruler to gauge How movies, especially blockbusters, yeah, are affected by the times. Evolve. Like it kind of bums me out whenever a director has a specific style. Like I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson has two. Yeah. But Wes Anderson has one and a half.
0: I'd even argue with that. Really, oh, with the point five being the yeah stop motion, which is kind of it's stylized in his way, but is obviously
1: its own unique true version of him. You know, I I have to believe that he'll never do stop motion again. You like think so? I think he'll only mix it into movies he's currently doing. Yeah, yeah, like how he did with uh, his latest yeah, Asteroid City, because. They they have Jeff Goldblum in that alien suit later, but that alien, the first time was stop motion. Full on stop motion, yeah. and it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. <laughs>
0: Everybody go see Asteroid City. It's yes, pretty fun.
1: It's a good one. Um, I don't know. It's just like, I just, I I it bums me out because like, artists should be able to m- innovate. Yeah. And I feel like, Modern directors are only like you were saying, nostalgia bait, especially horror. Like it, it's like oh, you saw that homage to Halloween, where the (laughs) the guy's in the shadow, you know. And it's like, yeah, I mean, make new ones, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Insidious, the first Insidious is all homage, yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Where is, and and it sucks because CGI has a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Because there's so much bad CGI out there that it's like impossible to impress somebody with good CGI, you know?
0: They've already been unimpressed by all the bad stuff, so they have too high of a standard. They want it to look like they can fucking touch it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. It's like, obviously, eight feet tall blue people are going to still look fictional to your eyes because they're not real. You know, you've never (laughs) seen an eight foot tall blue person. (laughs) 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 There's nothing for your mind to realistically grasp. Have you ever seen Jack Reacher? No, it's no. just another Mission Impossible movie, isn't it? Yeah, pretty it's much. Just Ethan Hunt just changes his name to Jack to
1: Reacher. Jack Reacher. This time I'm Jack Reacher.
0: Um, Jack Reacher around isn't we've had we've talked about this before too because we get it mixed up with Jake Ryan, yes. which is the other character yes. that's basically the same shit. I man. get them mixed up. Completely. And hasn't he also played
1: Jake Ryan at some point? No, I'm pretty sure. No, that was Chris Pine. Oh, my gosh. And now it's, it's Krasinski. It's Krasinski, yeah. Um, but then who else has played Jack Reacher? <laughs> I think Harrison Ford, right?
0: Oh, that's what it is. But that movie's not called Jack Reacher. No. It's It's The National.
1: Uh, see Nick, Jack, Jack Ryan? Ryan. <laughs> has he not played Jack Reacher? This
0: is what we did before. Yeah, that's we already did already this. Did.
1: No, so it's only ever been Jack Ryan. So who who who's been Jack Reacher?
0: <laughs> that was not a unique character. Who is Jack
1: Reacher? Who's been? Oh, what the oh fuck look, is that yeah, there's guy. also this guy. Uh, I don't know that guy's name. I don't know that fucking dude's name either. <laughs> <laughs> so then, wait, was Chris Pine J- Jack Ryan? <laughs>
0: So maybe Chris Pine was Jack Ryan? Yeah, okay,
1: maybe Chris Pine was Jack Ryan.
0: Who are all the Jack Ryans? Yeah. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Okay, Chris Pine was Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan's Shadow
1: Recruit, that's right.
0: He is Tom
1: Clancy. That movie sucks. Oh, I bet.
0: I bet Jack Ryan sucks as a person.
1: <laughs> and that's the one that Harrison Ford has also. Been. He's just too caught up in the job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this movie, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, this this one feels like Mission Impossible one. Really, where Kevin Costner is the John Voight character. Does
0: he betray him? You remember
1: what? I from what I understand or from what I remember is like he betrays him in the middle of it and he like blackmails him. Oh, and so he's like, you still got to do what I want you to do. But do they
0: come around at the end? They're like, you know, we're buddies. He <laughs> <laughs> bumps the Costner. You know, no, I think Costner does.
1: God damn it. Um, God yeah, damn it. also, uh, Ben Affleck's been,
0: oh, and Patriot games is the, yeah, the fucking Harrison Ford one. What a, what
1: an iconic character.
0: Just like daredevil.
1: You know, they have a, uh, this movie, some of all fears where Ben Affleck is Jack Ryan. They have a game boy advanced game of it. The,
0: you know what? This is from the era when they were actually making kind of cool movie to video games. So I can believe it wasn't that bad. Look at that. That looks pretty look at, cool. It's look top at the, down.
1: Look at the cover for it. it's, it's just a movie. movie poster, but with Game Boy Advance along the side.
0: <laughs> they did not try, and it works for me.
1: Yeah, you know what? This game looks badass. That game looks fucking <laughs> awesome.
0: It's like a top down fucking shooter. Uh, low key... 8 bit shooter. You that, can get this, can't you?
1: Oh, yeah. I have it. Oh, do you already? <laughs> I have the ROM for this already. Yes. I can play this on my Steam Deck right now. All right.
0: Let's pull it up.
1: All right. Y'all get to
0: listen to us we'll play Some of All Fears. Oh, look. They made a sequel, but it doesn't have Affleck. Yeah. Elite. Oh, Tom Clancy's Some of All Fears. So maybe I think Jack Ryan is a Tom Clancy character. Yeah, that's, okay. But that's I don't, don't think like. Jack Reacher is. Jack Reacher was from some British. Or, oh, yeah. Lee writer. Child. Right? Yeah. Jack Reacher. Jack reach around, you know what I'm saying?
1: Whoa!
0: Good. I'm surprised my dad doesn't have ten thousand Lee Child books. He like right? he likes James Patterson. I think that's the mm-hmm. writer's name. Yeah, who also does basically these kinds of movies. But he's got a lot of Tom Clancy's too. But yeah, this is. I mean, this is right up my dad's fucking alley. Has
1: he has he ever read the Tom Clancy the fucking Spenser cell Yeah. Yeah. He has. Oh, absolutely. What about the Rainbow Six?
0: Probably. If you saw his book collection, that's all it is. It's like one third Tom Clancy and then two thirds James Patterson, and then that's literally all he owns.
1: I'm pretty sure my grandpa had the Rainbow, the Rainbow Six novels.
0: Why was that Michael B. Jordan on a? Like, was it really go dance down and it's that green one at the
1: bottom? I just know. Um. Uh. I don't know. He explains why without remorse with is ignoring the Rainbow Six games. I, I guess this he's in a project. <laughs> I guess without remorse is a spinoff or inspired by Rainbow Six. Interesting. I've never heard of any of that, but I have heard of Tom Clancy. Yeah, and the Rainbow Six. How Without Remorse sets up Rainbow Six movies. So Without Remorse might be like a prequel to Rainbow Six or some shit. Interesting. Like that. Rainbow Five. Rainbow Five. Yeah. <laughs> Rainbow, <laughs> Rainbow Number
0: Five. like We're only five of us. We needed six
1: to succeed have in this you, mission. Have you ever heard that song Rainbow Number Five? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, <laughs> we'll finish talking about Mission Impossible. And we're back. We just bounced back, Baby. Uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back in hot. Uh, it was cool to see John Voight not do an accent. Dude, <laughs> it was refreshing
0: to just hear Tom John Voight just use his own voice, his <laughs> own John voice. Yeah.
1: His own John voice. God damn it.
0: <laughs> but it kind of made me wish I could see this cast in an Anaconda movie. Can yeah. you imagine Tom Cruise <laughs> having to deal with Anaconda John Voight? <laughs> That's how he reappears at the end of the movie. They're like in South America and he's like, Oh, I just do snakes now. <laughs> I can't do the fucking <laughs> I'd have to rehear it to do that awful yeah. Cajun French m- monstrosity that he does in that movie.
1: <laughs> it's like Cajun and <laughs> like Alabamian at the same time. Um Yeah, it was a, it was a bummer to see Emilio Estevez die so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought he was gonna last much longer than he did. And the way
0: he died, he took a fucking like, spike to the face. How, who planned that? Who was like, we need a death trap at the top of our elevator? Yeah, what <laughs> the
1: fuck are those metal fingers for? They're just like, all right, here yeah. comes the claw. And, and it's just, just like... <laughs> This is going directly into Estevez's head.
0: I'm sure someone would argue it's something like clamps to hold the elevator or something, but they're like the sharpest death clamps you've ever seen in your entire
1: life. The (laughs) yellow ones open up and they're they're, like the tips are painted yellow for like hazard, I guess. But then there's like this special like metal, like it looks like a destroyed like cable cord wire or something like that. that just like. Jams directly into Emilio Estevez, and obviously face.
0: John Voight knew that that would happen if he did that. So, like, there's obviously it was, a, it was either an incredible plan on his part or just a beautiful coincidence. You know,
1: <laughs> did you? You must have seen it from a mile away that John Voight was doing. This oh shit, my right? god! Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, look at that. There's just this one special finger that pops out right before Estevez hits it, and it like they like digitally erased, yeah, like half face. of his
0: face to make it work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at him here. He's like, oh, he was just
0: awful. Yeah, basically, he was just awful at his job too, though. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> that was the whole running joke was that he just because he always gets him caught with the fingerprint scanner. Yeah. But you think, like, he's the man in the chair. He would have been able to...
1: Like, there's those clamps right there. You're yeah. looking at them. The clamps that grab onto the, <laughs> the elevator. But then there's this
0: special, like... It's like a xenomorph. It's got a it second looks, mouth. <laughs> it looks
1: like if the tra- if the Terminator had a xenomorph mouth that popped out of his mouth. That's what this extra fucking prong looks like. <laughs>
0: the one from T2? Yeah. Like the goo guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at his
1: face. He's like,
0: oh, no. Because he knows what's going to happen, oh, dude. Oh, no, I died. He also could have tried to... Yeah, he could Avoid like, it in any way that other than just staring
1: at it as it yeah, goes right into his fucking sitting face. Sitting <laughs> upright. He could've like tried to lay down or something.
0: Tried to get into the elevator, which all have a hatch on the top, you know.
1: But no, he died. Yeah. Estevez dies. Which is a bummer because these two as a buddy kind of awesome. Cruz and Estevez, that would have been sicko mode. I mean, and it, it kind of worked. And I was also kind of bummed that the gum came into play so Twi- quickly. Oh, and twice. I was twice. <laughs> mad that I was like, I was like, dude, at one point he's going to offer them a piece of gum.
0: I said the same thing. I was <laughs> like, oh, is this our loaded gun? I was like, is someone going to capture him and be like, oh, I'm taking your gum now, motherfucker?
1: <laughs> Especially because in this scene where Estevez is showing Cruz mm. how the gum works, I... John Voight's not in the scene. True. He's not at the table, and I was like, oh, I bet you anything there's going to be a part, part where Cruz gets the know-how over Voight. Voight doesn't know that Cruz knows yet, and he offers him a piece of gum. That would have been so fucking sick. This, the biggest surprise to me was that Jean Renault was a bad guy to hold him. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not see that coming. I also thought it was uh, severely unnecessary. Yeah. Like, it could have been any goon, but in the end, when it became, like, Renault that stabbed the, mm-hmm. like, the agent. The, the
0: guy they initially
1: needed, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, that makes sense, because he has a knife for whatever. <laughs> he has that, that trademark
0: was, knife. That was the comeback. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: the knife. <laughs> I just, I i love that scene where Jean Voigt shows up again after mm-hmm. he supposedly died, and he's like, uh, Ethan, they they got me, Ethan and Tom Cruise is, is like saying out loud like oh he must have did this and yeah, this but we see and this but we see what Tom Cruise and th- that's another great thing that the movie does is it doesn't fully tell you that Tom Cruise is realizing this yeah. it's just that they are showing you the audience what actually did happen where he fakes his own death. And...
0: But see, but then we even get two different versions of that reality. Cause we see Claire blowing up the car, but then we also see John Voigt blowing up the car. We he, do. Yeah. Cause he, he kind of like, he's like, he would have needed he's like how did he take out whatever the woman who actually gets blown up mm-hmm. is and we see Claire doing it and then he goes ah but maybe he could or what he could have just done that himself and then we see John Voigt crawling out of the water and push the button oh, and the car blows I up a second that. time so it was him kind of considering two options even for oh, that reality okay so I then mean, that would even deeper him being would've... like is she involved or maybe she wasn't so that's why he uh, needs the validation uh, at the end showing that she definitely was okay which I love that part because he sits there as John Voigt's character gets the confession Shows that he's Tom Cruise, and then John Voight comes walking out like I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Why not confront him sooner? You know it's not you sitting there, <laughs> um, dude. I thought that part was so fucking hilarious. He just comes walking out of a closet like, and now
1: I'm here. <laughs> yeah. See, it. W- I. I. It would have been. There's so much an easier way to do that. Yeah. Which is that Tom Cruise knows that Claire is in on it. And then it implies that they have sex, yeah. or it implies that they. See, I don't are think intimate.
0: he knows until it validates it. Well, see. What I'm trying to say
1: is that, let's say Tom Cruise already yeah. knew that Claire was in on it, and then he still has sex with her. Got him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then John Voight thinks like, "I got my flusy of wife to sleep with you," and he's like, "No, I already knew. I just had sex with her. To yeah. Have sex. I just did it anyway."
0: Brilliant. I don't know. Dude, like He's the greatest spy of all time. True James Bond style. Yeah. Fuck. The fact that
1: it I didn't notice that John Voight pressed the button mm-hmm. cl- climbing out of the water. So that does tell the audience, oh, no, this is what Tom Cruise is thinking in yeah. his head right
0: now. Is that it's, I mean, but not necessarily even, I, I still agree with you that it could have.
1: No, because it, it does. Because he, he second guesses yeah. the Claire. And then so he thinks of the probable way where John Voight just climbs out pressing the button. Those have to be his internal thoughts because why would it ever show either of them at all?
0: Yeah. And I mean, I guess I could. you could just argue that he's still at least verbally speaking about a different person. So right. the movie could be feeding us the truth while he's still considering other people. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Like I wasn't, I, I mean, because even in that moment, I wasn't totally convinced that he was figuring it out. You know, I didn't know if the movie was just giving us... The truth, while he was still like in the dark a little bit, you know. Yeah. But it makes I mean it all makes sense, you know. That yeah. He obviously finally fits all the pieces together in that moment, you know.
1: But he also says that he knew before Jean Boy- Voigt even showed. That's also true. Yeah. So then he it's knew.
0: Like... Dude, Ethan Hunt, greatest spy of all time, dude. Tableau Seven ain't got nothing. Um, I love the part where John Voigt came back where they're in the two different phone yeah. booths because literally Tom Cruise was talking. And I was like, Oh, well, that guy's relevant because <laughs> it's like this giant overcoat with a hat, and yeah. it's just a person blatantly trying to not be seen at all. And I was like, That
1: person's important. And then suddenly <laughs> he turns around, and it's John Voigt. <laughs> that's the costume that people wear when they don't want to be seen, and it's like, Yeah, that's the costume. No one wears that. <laughs> Like imagine I go on the run and I dress like that. A giant trench coat yeah. and um, And I'm just at like North Park Mall, just like or North Star Mall, just <laughs> dressed like that. It's gonna be like, okay, yeah, that's the guy that's running from yeah. something. That's how they always look. Yes, you no, know, you notice how you can't see any part of him? That's the point. That's him. <laughs> he's he wears all this canvas clothing because he's trying to hide his body.
0: You're wearing like oversized women's sunglasses. <laughs> dude that's that's a smart disguise
1: <laughs> what would you do right now if you had to go on the run
0: just shave my entire body
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i mean but that's the thing like i feel like re like for like someone like me just to like dye my hair black mm-hmm. or something like that and like lose the beard i feel like i would look completely, completely different right. you yeah. know it would almost instantly make me have a, a completely different look i mean same thing with you imagine if you just cut your hair down to like a military cut lost the beard there i can guarantee like even people in your personal life would have to be like wait what just happened you know like they'd have to take a double look put in contacts you know lose the glasses
1: you'd be a whole new man yeah no that's that's a good call and
0: that's what blows me away that they'd even find like killers back in the 80s and stuff like that before we had like good cameras and things because like how the fuck when they could so easily just change your look in five minutes you know
1: yeah, that's a good call. It's yeah, I feel like it's it should be easier. Like there must be so many cases where we just don't know about them because we will not find these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like unsolved mysteries and shit like that.
0: But I think that's also a time past. I think it's too hard to be a serial killer anymore. In a good way, you yeah. know, but like just based no, on modern no, technology. I think it's bad. And, well, oh yeah. We <laughs> need more serial killers. <laughs> All these serial killer podcasts are gonna fucking run out of shit to talk about eventually. <laughs> They have to, right? So the How many fucking times can they talk about Dahmer?
1: The Unsolved Mysteries, the latest series on mm-hmm. Netflix, they purposefully omit information so it feels more unsolved yeah. than it is. And then you, all you have to do is just Google what they're talking about, and then you're like, oh, this is why you did it. Yeah, it's This a, is who did it, and that's why they did it. It's
0: a semi-solved mystery.
1: <laughs> it's like, okay, is there, they're already out of shit to talk about. <laughs> they're like, some people saw an alien. And there's just some
0: interviews where they're like, I saw a light. And they're like, don't know why. Yeah. That's
1: it's an entire moon. episode of Unsolved Mysteries now. Turns out it the moon the whole time. <laughs> there's a big globe in the sky glowing. <laughs> Changes shape at least five times a month. We checked with the calendar. It's the it's the moon. It's <laughs> Bow down to the space god. <laughs> the space orb came <laughs> to steal my children. Turn the frogs gay. <laughs> They're turning the, the space orb is turning the freaking frogs gay. Come outside,
0: all the frogs are humping.
1: <laughs> I never sucked any ding dongs. Um yeah there's the train scene where oh yeah there is the train scene where it's like a
0: beautiful mix of cgi and practical effects and i'm trying to understand obviously he wasn't on top of a real train but how the fuck did they do that where he's obviously being like pinned down by that amount of inertia and air
1: you know i Look mean at his fucking hair this just yeah. the part
0: where you see his hair and i'm like oh yeah that motherfucker's like being pinned down by just wind huge
1: fans <laughs> Like, not even kidding.
0: Not even huge, just a a shit ton of tiny ones. (laughs) (laughs) Like a thousand little fans
1: on a big fan. (laughs) On one big fan. (laughs) They're like tied to gigantic fan plates. That would be amazing. Yeah, just a bunch of handheld fans. All along a huge.
0: But yeah, it's kind of like a silly premise, like, especially once we get into the tunnel and the helicopter's still, like, somehow hanging on and, like, a train goes by. I was like, there's, he would have to be the greatest helicopter pilot in the entire fucking world.
1: (laughs) I I I wanted to look it up, but also at the same time, like, I just, I couldn't give a shit, but there's no way a helicopter could withstand withstand flying in an enclosed environment like that right
0: and especially once a second train went by and created a whole new level of air pressure and and suction he would have gotten thrown against a wall you know like it would have instantly made that helicopter like fucking spaz out but yeah but now he's so good that he almost fucking chops tom cruise's head off with the blades as a final goodbye (laughs) that's pretty
1: incredible john Renault.
0: yeah greatest pilot ever
1: uh what oh money what is it like 10 million dollars or something like million dollars all this for 10 million dollars yeah
0: nowadays they'd be like a billion
1: dollars or something i don't know 100 million yeah at least (laughs) it would be like five billion dollars or something because it's just like this is ridiculous or one
0: precious gold egg or something you know like jade egg
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, once they were putting the, together the team and Jean Renault was there next to Ving Rhames, and I knew Ving Rhames was in multiple mm. movies going forward, I was like, oh, Jean Renault has to die somehow. Yeah. And sure enough, he ends up being bad guy. He hates Ethan to the point that he wants to cut his head off with a fan blade. Because, because- he's too good at magic. <laughs> 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 he embarrassed him with a magic trick, yeah. which apparently
0: was real. Right. There was no CGI. It was all real, like, sleight of hand that Tom Cruise did to, in that scene to make the thing disappear. And that kind of impresses me with that because yeah. I'd But he
1: of... did it to the camera. Yeah. Jean Reno standing just off a little bit, he would have mm. been able to see behind his hand and see that he's holding the disc. That's
0: true. But it's still cool.
1: <laughs> it's still pretty cool. The camera is Jean now. <laughs> oh, in that in that moment we're point of view. Which this
0: movie does have a shit ton of That's point of right. view in it at yeah. times, especially in the early parts where they don't want to show that Tom Cruise is obviously in character at like the party right. and stuff like that. So we get a heavy
1: POV. Yeah, a lot of all Dutch those, angles. All those other masks that he wears, except for the John Voigt mask, yeah. were practical. Yeah. And they looked pretty good. And then when John Voight, he's pretending to be John Voight, is just—it's just John Voight. It's just John, it's in just there. John Voight, <laughs> and then they do CGI to make it look like his face is coming off. Yeah, this movie also just starts
0: off with a, like an interrogation scene, which is yeah. super random. You know, like we don't even understand what's truly going on, and we or the stakes of it—we're just immediately put in the basically the end game of a mission. Yeah. To get introduced to these characters. Oh, well, also John Voight on the plane getting the smoking oh right. uh, tape, which I guess goes on to be kind of an iconic. Theme where they and this is now going to self destruct, and they ruin your They ruin from the original show, they ruin your tape player like
1: assholes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the this tape will now self destruct in five seconds or whatever the fuck. That's from the original show, and they would just play it off, just put smoke coming out of a cassette player or whatever the fuck. Or I guess back then it wasn't cassettes, it would have been like an A track or something, right? (laughs) She's like, and here's your mega disc, (laughs) sir.
0: So it's a whole other airplane seat next to you that he puts it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vinyl record. Yeah, it's like and this vinyl record will now self-destruct and just start smoking.
1: <laughs> it's just smoking. <laughs> you don't see a fire or anything. It's like I've had a long day, okay? It's like internally there's self-destructing. Just a, there's just a cigarette in the hole in the- <laughs>
0: It's cheating on its wife, it's just self destructing like hey. emotionally yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: God damn it. fucking idiot, oh man no, but i really i actually really liked a lot about this movie, but oh, I, I will agree it. with you that it weirdly felt way older yeah. than it is you know like,
1: i i i I fully believe that it it like ages up as it goes on. there's so many cool scenes where like Guys are pretending to be scientists, but they're, like, CIA, and then they, like, have all these guns, but they have, like, lab coats over their (laughs) bulletproof vests and shit, and, like, there's just so many scenes where, like, it just, like, interesting stuff, like the the ballpoint pen that shoots the, like... Make your shit juice or puke juice. (laughs) Yeah, like, throw up juice into that one guy's coffee. It's just, like, damn, this is so... I mean, yes, talking about easier
0: ways to have gotten that done, couldn't they have just given that guy, like, a sleeping agent and knowing that he would have had enough time to get back to work and then just, like, passed out at his station and then they wouldn't have had to worry about any of the security tropes in the room? They would have all been disengaged, you know? Oh,
1: that's a good call.
0: There's, there. I just feel like there were... as. Obviously, like complicated they, as that but, situation was, there was ways they could have done it.
1: Yeah. It, they thought they wrote, like, a bulletproof room. Yeah. But in reality, like, I'm telling you, just one fucking camera. Yeah, one fucking camera. <laughs> I'm sure Ving Rhames can, like, redirect the feed of yeah. the camera And it would have just been one more. Maybe that's
0: why. Because it would have just been one more thing for them to have then to explain. Then do it. But, yeah. Then exactly. do it. We need all the angles covered. Not yeah. just uh, fucking pressure and temperature but visuals should also be something that has to be maintained
1: like if there's a heat sinking, seeking like camera in there then fucking tell us that Vingram disabled it or something or like redirected it to you know and like I don't know like a bathroom stall or something yeah but
0: going back to things I have seen from the future movies I know there is definitely a trope like that in a future Hmm. iteration of the movie where they do this whole like intense camera trick you know, you yeah. know what I'm talking about, but yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for uh,
1: the people who have blatantly already seen it. I do, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's perfect. Like, you know who the um, antagonists are going forward, right? Um, John Voight. he just keeps coming back. <laughs> he just Keeps coming back. <laughs> he's fucking coming
0: back, dude. The more and one, more fucking snakes. The third one is maybe my favorite. Antagonist. I know one
1: of them is Henry Cavill, isn't it? Isn't he? Well, the, he's, he's he's like a antagonist. He's the friend antagonist. I don't even know. He's like from a rival agency or some shit like
0: Oh, because obviously he's
1: British. Yeah. But no, the the antagonist of the third one is maybe my favorite one. Who is it? Just tell me. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that sick?
0: It's just another kind of John Voight. In a way. <laughs> Someone who's just too good at playing bad guys. I think it's so dope. Yeah. I do love me some, some, some Philip Seymour Hoffman. So I
1: wonder if Max ever comes back.
0: I almost watched the second one too, but I didn't want to dilute my brain. With like additional Mission yeah. Impossible, because then my dumbass would have been like, "Oh, and then this scene," and be like, "Oh wait, that was the fucking second one." Um. Why? Why would you watch it? <laughs> because they put all six of them on Paramount Plus, and they're so. So they're just there. They're just they're just there to watch.
1: Max. I think, I think this Max character is only in the one Mission Impossible. Well yeah, because she gets caught at the end. Evil Evildoer. Yeah. I love that. We're on we're on Villains Fandom. Villains.fandom.com slash wiki slash max underscore what is that? Miss She also looks like the scientist Ms. from Missopolis yeah.
0: Missopolis. She looks like the scientist from fucking Twelve Monkeys at the end oh, on yeah. the plane.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're just all the same, dude. Um yeah, she's an evildoer. She's <laughs> just an evil doer, dude.
0: But she doesn't. That's just it. She really isn't, though. Besides the fact that she's obviously just selling information, but she's having to pay like a massive amount of money just mm-hmm. to then turn around and immediately. She's like a fucking uh, scalper. She's like paying a the base amount to then go on to s- sell that same information for way more money. Yeah, she's just, she's just
1: uh, uh, like like paying someone else to steal something so she can turn around and sell it for. So money. she is an evil doer. Scalpers yeah. are evil. Um. So she's only mentioned in Fallout and Dead Reckoning Part 1. And apparently she's mentioned by Kitridge in Dead Reckoning Part 1.
0: Damn, Kitridge is still around? I guess so. Fucking Ridge is still around? I hated that guy. I hated the actor that played him. And I could not believe at the beginning of the movie, he's like, all right, your entire team's dead. Let's rendezvous at the secret hiding spot. And then they meet at a restaurant with a giant glass window and they sit right in it. I was yeah. like, you're not hiding from fucking anybody. And he's a he's an obvious person like yeah all anyone has to do is look at you and be like oh that's ethan hunt right there yeah. <laughs> so that even made me know that something was probably going on in that scene because nothing about where they were meeting was like a
1: hideout <laughs> the the upper wall was a fish tank yeah. of the outside of the the restaurant and that's so fucking cool but they gotta move those fish during the day right <laughs> yeah the glass would like cook them right <laughs> Like, they can't just chill like that all the time, right?
0: (laughs) They just can go a little bit farther away from the sun and they go to the cool side of the pool.
1: I think, doesn't like the refracted glass, wouldn't it like heat the water? I guess not that much. I think that's part. I think that's a thing. Prague,
0: it never gets that (laughs) hot. I'm serious. You know, it's a fucking uh, cloudy ass Europe, bro. They get like 90 degree days and they
1: just blow up over there, you know, so. Uh, very prolonged direct sunlight yeah. can theoretically.
0: So I'm sure they're only getting a couple hours a day tops. You know, they just get a nice little sunbathe. They're just being slowly cooked over a long period of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the time they're like three years old, they're just a baked filet. <laughs> just a fucking fish stick floating at the top of the water. Well, that was
0: Mission Impossible. That was me. Mission Impossible, dude. And more like Mission Improbable, because they get it done, you know? Mission yeah, Unlikely at best. Yeah,
1: not so impossible, after all. Yeah,
0: it turned out it was quite probable. <laughs> Did you like it, though?
1: Did yeah, like no, and I loved it. this was your
0: first time seeing the movie, truly. Yeah. So, I mean, this is my first time seeing the movie in its entirety, you know? Like, I had definitely but... seen at least some parts of the, the fucking heist part, but I loved it. I loved it. I'm excited to see more. Yeah. Even if they're not the same moving
1: forward. See, I thought there was two dudes that fell down from the ceiling when they go into the vault thing. But uh, it's just its just Tommy. It's just
0: Tomboy all the way. Only one who can handle those kinds of stunts, dude. Yeah. Is the Tom man himself.
1: Tommy to, Tommy Boy.
0: This movie's aesthetically pleasing, it's fucking fun, and it's got all the tropes you wouldn't expect in a spy movie. Not there, but also somehow there, so. Yeah. Check it out, if somehow you're like me and you've gone this far in your life, or like us, and gone this far in your life and never fucking seen it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. (laughs) I know, right? Great job. Um thank you guys yeah thank you for listening I need to make more beats for the yeah. intro you, you gotta you gotta get them beats up thank you for listening rate and review yeah, us for you if you guys get uh, podcasts mm. and keep on keep on fucking that chicken yeah, dog until it's
0: impossible to, to keep going thank you guys so much uh, we'll see y'all then or we'll see you on another time bye guys smooth jazz I said you better not You better not. But I want to date a cake. No way. Fuck you. No. 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 That's exactly right. No. 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 No.
1: no, no, that's exactly right.
0: Do not, do, do not be the uh, potato salad person. Okay, this one's good. If somebody gets sick, they, look- they blame the potato salad. <gasps>